0: Well the Bible's pretty clear that you can ignore the old people.
1: back, everyone. This is Lunchtime in Rome, episode 60. That is 60. We are so glad that you're here with us. Um, we pull up a chair, pull up a seat at the table. We are glad to have you here. Um, we are going to be talking about where do Hertz go today? And I am joined here by Jay. Hello. Hello. And Eric. Hey, buddy. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be back. It really is. I, I miss doing this. Um, we missed but you. More about that in a bit. Um, So episode 60, Lunchtime in Rome, you can find everything that you need to find out about us at lunchtimeinrome.com. We are busy putting together an emotional needs questionnaire, which we are going to be able to share with everybody here very shortly. A lot of things going on, but you can check everything out at Lunchtime in Rome, connect with us there, uh, lunchtimeinrome.com. So without further ado, we do this podcast, but why do we do this podcast?
0: We do this podcast, Brian. And welcome back, Brian. Thank you. Boy, it sounded so much like we were trying to be on the radio. Welcome back, Brian. Um, We do this because the number one most common problem people face is feeling alone. And that is from the beginning of time until now. And so our thoughts and what I have been taught and what we teach is... Uh, really, Romans twelve fifteen. rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Joining somebody in their emotions helps them from feeling alone. And so it's a play on words, Romans twelve fifteen in the Bible. Rome at 12, 15, one would be eating lunch. Yes, Bucci, it's more like one or two.
1: But for those that have actually been there, Rome, crazy.
0: Um, what would we do? We'd be sitting around talking about life. And so that's what we do for the first 20 minutes of this podcast. And we rejoice with each other. We mourn with each other, and we, uh, we keep each other from feeling alone in the first 20 minutes. In the next 20 minutes, we go over a teaching topic like we are this week with where the hurts go. And then in the last 10 minutes, we look at some topical current event news items and try, try to attach emotional needs and hurts to them. And if we don't, we just make fun of people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it just really quickly devolves into making fun of people. Indeed. Indeed oh. it is.
2: Yeah. I can go first this week if you want, because I'll, I'll be quick, because I know this is going to be about catching up with Brian for the most. part. not all about Brian, so but it's all, be all about us. me.
0: It's pretty much all about Brian. That's <laughs> right. right, baby. Really.
2: Um, but I've, I've entered into a new season of life. Really? A yes. new chapter? I feel like Will Smith should rewrite <laughs> Parents Just Don't Understand and retitle it as Parents just don't understand how to take care of their kids at the kids' playground in Monroeville
0: Mall. Oh, sunrise <laughs> sunset. I Dude. have been there, my friend. Dude, I'm so excited to talk to you about this.
2: I go from zero to 120. Like, I, it's not even 60. I, like, one, the violations of the height restrictions are just off the charts. Like, kids that are way too big to be in there are in there, and because it's meant for like. Really little kids. It's you know, Mags is cruisers to toddlers. Yeah, it's yeah, and, and Mags is sixteen months, and she's about like I've seen two year olds that are, are the same size as Mags. Like she's in like the ninety fifth percentile. She's tall, and you know she's she's just big, and uh, so she doesn't have all the dexterity yet that a two year old ha- would have. Even though they don't have like a ton, but like there's still like that
0: level of of that much more. So like when they're playing double Dutch, you know, they get annoyed with her that she doesn't jump in <laughs> on time.
2: But, man, there's just like parents are just like, and this is old man meme, but like parents <laughs> just on their phone, not paying attention to their kids. Kids are like running and shoving kids. There was one dad like who like he had enough. And he, and he stood up. And I like, love those dads. I was like, dude, this is my man right here. I bet he's carrying. I'm hanging out with this guy. Like he was my dude. <laughs> like he just he wasn't taking any of it. And uh, he asked, like, where this kid's parents was because he pushed the... One kid pushed his kid. And and the kid's mom was, like, over 20 yards away on her phone, not paying getting attention. Getting a pretzel. And I'm not saying, like, you can't be on your phone. Like, I don't mind if you're texting people. Like, whatever. But at least, like, monitor and, like, Look up from time to time and make sure that like your kid is you know being you know cordial with the other kids. Like it was just uh, like I, I just got so heat like my head just got so hot with like just, <laughs> your ears are about oh, to fall off they're
0: so hot and red.
2: I was so pissed like and the just kids like barreling by. I'm like okay this kid is like eight years old and my kid is 16 months and like he's just barreling by and I'm like yo like
0: you're like I will go to prison. <laughs> right dude it's gonna it's gonna happen it's gonna ha- like <laughs> I think there's different levels because there's like the parent that just gets mad and doesn't go anymore there's the parent that like your man will scold another person's child yeah. a person that will scold another person's child and the parent <laughs> like there's all different kinds of yeah. fed up parent yeah. and then, of course sadly there's the oblivious parent who may or may not even be in the play area right
2: Right. and I can't give up on it like I'm not ai can't give because like I need it like, she is a busy baby, so, like, it's a go-to place in the wintertime oh. for us just to run her out.
0: And plus, Giggles and Smiles is closed. I don't even know
1: what that is. Uh, I was in the mall. Is yeah, that, like, a...
0: fantastic? You paid. It was a play area, and you okay. pay. And, and again... Like ball pits and stuff? Or yeah, something exactly. slides yeah. and everything yeah. else. Yeah. And again, you can pay and leave your kid there. So you oh, still so run into it. They have supervision. But they have supervision. There's okay. people that work there that yeah. will at least, you know, but it's closed. So doesn't <laughs> help yep. you. Yeah, wintertime, man. Gotta go somewhere. You gotta go somewhere. Next thing you know, you're gonna Chick-fil-A. turn the basement
1: into a uh, playground. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Chick fil A's got the thing. And like I feel oh, like yeah, we I, I feel like that... I matured with that over the years yeah. where like I used to get real hot and then I was like, Yeah, it's kinda good for them. This is kind of a, a microcosm yeah. of life, you and know? I, like and I'm not saying it's so, an interesting like... viewpoint. And, and then and then I got to the point where it's like, Ethan,
2: yeah, you're like you probably
1: to... two feet bigger than you should be, but yeah, go ahead. But, uh, you were that big. <laughs> it's like, I give up. I'm, uh, I'm going to go get somebody to the food for yeah, and Just as keep yourself busy in here. As long as you stay in the facility somewhere. There,
2: there was one moment where I, I was so glad
1: that Amy was there. So glad Amy was there <laughs> yes. to restrain you yeah. to be the better half.
2: I had to walk away because this one kid would not. And, like, I'm talking, like. Fifteen. Had to have been.
1: <laughs> the kid that comes to your door trick-or-treating.
2: My, my guess would be probably around Abby's age. Oh, And, like, yeah. he immediately, like, a magnet, like, came in for, for Maggie. And I'm I'm cool.
1: Came in like, for Maggie? What do you mean? Like,
2: like just like... came in to, like, you know, say hi and, like, and then, like, held her hand. She doesn't really like her hand held. Like, she's her very own person. And and I was like, it's okay. She can, she can walk on her own. She doesn't. Oh, no, just for a little bit. And I'm like, all right. And then, like, they're going up there. It's, a, like, this little barn structure. And then they're going up the stairs to... Go up the stairs and you come down the little mini slide, and Mag is all about it. She's like, it's just like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. She just goes round and round and round. And this kid is like, kind of like putting his arms around her, just like so she like doesn't fall off the off the stairs. And I'm like, it's cool, man. She's got it. Like she's done this tons of times. He's like, yeah, I'm just I'm just helping, and I'm like, I don't think you are. Okay, all right. Being I'm being nice. I'm being nice. (laughs) And then like he like. Grabs her and like to like lift her up, but then he, he drops her, and I'm like, so I'm not mad that like she's gonna get hurt because like it's all soft. Like I'm like, she's gonna fall. I'm totally fine. This is a place to do it. This right. is a place to learn those lessons. I'm more mad like kid, you are not listening to me, and I like I'm about to. And, and I'm not even your parent. And then Amy came in, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like I was like, I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
0: it was. Oh. And I just. Flashback, uh kid. You still have your shoes on, <gasps> right? <laughs> yes. Dad, you still have your shoes on. Amy, not have, you
2: still have your shoes on. Do we on. not have cubbies?
0: Do we not have cubbies to <laughs> yeah. put the shoes in? Right. Well, Clearly, in the, the cubbies oh. are there. Oh, you bringing right. in all your food? You having lunch? You having lunch inside of here? <laughs> you saw do the signs, not, right? Do you not? You guys see the rules? <laughs> do you see the rules? Security, security. where is security? security? Like, come on. <laughs> no. Where are you, my man? <laughs> Yeah, then you start making tours like, oh, just check out the Mills Mall, and see what they got over <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, and, yeah. and whatnot." You're like, "We're going to Ross Park. I can't deal with Mineralville anymore." Oh, Man, can't do that. No, that's
2: <laughs> too far. Sure you can. On a given weekday, yeah. yeah but see, then like you kind of like, then you have like the long car ride, and, and they fall kinda, asleep, and
0: you ruin nap time. It kind of negates the the whole the whole reason. Have you, why have you went. rolled the window down in the winter to keep her from falling asleep in the car yet? Because you want her to nap when she gets home. Uh, not on purpose oh I've done that <laughs> uh, that that was a move I actually had Joe was old enough at one point where he was like dad just let me sleep because <laughs> like we had a sitter and it just was gonna work and everything else That I'm like you can't sleep and I rolled the window down I,
2: I've, I have turned up music that doesn't work she just goes to sleep right? it's like noise to her her white noise yeah except more colorful right white um, but yeah so there's that the thing that i ate this week yeah, something did. that you guys ate this week yes so sir I've been toying around with the sous vide i've been talking about it the past couple weeks very
1: excited about it over the weekend on the past two podcasts right when i wasn't here you, you talked yes. a lot about it yes but but i listened to everything <laughs> no <laughs> you're words such a so you guys... you're such a turd
0: well i mean you weren't in the car at all so how could you listen to it I plane mean. I mean nope. nope nope couldn't listen to it nope. ever
1: no nope.
2: headphones nope. um but i did some ribeyes over the weekend which were fantastic those were really good. Although I didn't get I didn't get the skillet hot enough and I didn't want to cook the meat anymore. cuz like I didn't get it hot right. enough to get so you the can crust crispier
1: look at the crisp. yeah. Can I can I back up for those that don't know what a sous vide is? Can you explain it?
2: Yes. So, a sous vide
1: is a cooking device
2: where you put basically it's pretty much all meat, but you can do vegetables and you can cook vegetables mm-hmm. in it, but you put your meat in a vacuum sealed bag, get it nice and tight and then in the machine is it's filled with water and then you you, you tune that the the, the sous vide to the temperature that you want the meat to cook mm-hmm. to um, so it, depending on how big the meat is you need a certain amount of time um, but for like a one inch for like a one inch steak it would take like an hour to cook a one inch steak mm-hmm. but if you set it for like 125 mm-hmm. it's never going to get Past. hotter than 125 mm-hmm. internal temperature so then like you cook your steak in in to, to your temperature take it out put it on the cast iron skillet to get the crust on that there. and that's
1: the only reason you did because when i walked in that's what it's you completely were doing to get the, you, could, to, you could eat it right out of right, it but, right but to get that buttery flavor but you and want stuff. that flavor. just a little bit of flavor yeah you it. want that little, gotcha.
2: that little char flavor and um and that's what it is so i did some ribeyes. i did i i had chicken thighs i was really excited to do chicken thighs um and I did those. Pretty eyes and chicken thighs. <laughs> I, did those, I did those on like, I think it was like Saturday. I had four chicken thighs, put them in. Bone in? No. Right. I cooked them for four hours though. Because I, I just, I left. No, this was Monday. Sorry, this was Monday. Because um, I had the elder meeting. But um, put them in, came back home. They, they had been in there for like four hours, 165 degrees. Took them out like butter. Yeah. Like, just so Not good. too much?
0: What? Like, it hadn't ruined the integrity of the no, meat. Like it was it
2: no, it was still like, yeah it, was, yeah, it wasn't that long. It has to be in there for, a, I've been reading up a little bit, it has to be in there for a really long time. Um, cause there was a guy talking about doing like a chuck roast for like 24, 48 hours. And he's like, at some point, you just lose the integrity of meat. He's like, it's still cooked at temperature. It still tastes good, but like, it's, it's like weird. You lose texture. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Um, same yeah. thing's true with the smoker, by the way. You can leave it in too long.
2: Yeah. Um, but then I left. I forgot, I forgot. I put it. I put the the chicken out to rest on the counter. I didn't want to put it in the fridge right away. Left it out all night. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, we I'm all sad. know what Brian would have done. That's eh, probably still good. It's probably still good. I've done it's that fine. with things, but I was like, mm, I don't know. Um, and then tonight, something that I don't cook too often because the budget. I don't have the budget for it, but I got a couple filet mignons from my boys here, mm. and I cooked them, and man, it turned out really good. I was pretty proud. Perfect of medium rare. I. Yeah, so per- did good. You, you did 125. I did, cause that's why I asked you. I yeah. was like, "What, you know, and uh, did 125. For how long? Two hours, because the, the fillets are a little thicker, mm-hmm. so I um, wanted to get enough time on them, but yeah, they turned. I, they, pff, there's no way I would have ever, because I've never cooked fillets before, And that's what's kind of nice. You can't really, like, ruin it. I mean, you probably can, like, when you get to the skillet. But you can't really ruin it in the sous vide. So it was a great way to, like, not get real risky with a more pricier piece of meat. Mm -hmm. So
0: it was good. And with a filet, you have so little fat that it's rare, 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 medium, yeah, gone. Yeah. And it's real fast. Mm -hmm. So if you have the sous vide, you can get to 125 and just hang out right there. Yeah. It awesome.
1: So good. It was very good. It was very delicious. I was excited when I walked in and I saw that cooking. I thought you were just cooking it for like meal prep. Yeah. And then you're like, no, this is for... Um, I was like, I'm really grateful guys, to be over man. here tonight. This yeah, is awesome. awesome.
0: I have had a good week. Um, no calamities. Nothing amazing, nothing terrible. Some interesting conversations. <sighs> but what I want to talk about is I, I mentioned it in church on Sunday, but I didn't get to go at length about it is I was announcing at the neighboring high school, Woodland Hills high school, they have this gigantic basketball tournament over Martin Luther King weekend. uh, And it's stand against violence is the name of it. And they have teams from all over the world, all over the world, all over the Eastern coast. I mean, from as far South as North Carolina. um, And these are high school teams, but also prep school teams, which are basically, superstar high school players mm-hmm. and it was what i mentioned in church is just how amazing the level of basketball was at sometimes and just the fact that these are high school students and they're six foot seven 265 pounds with a 30 inch waist and a vertical leap of 40 inches jumping out of the gym and you're like it's just beyond <laughs> my imagination of what that looks like yeah but um, I, d- I was there because I was announcing because I announced for Penn Hills and we have a good relationship with the athletic director there. I did it last year. And so he brought me over and I was in the backup gym, the auxiliary gym for the first two games, girls games. And uh, the sound system's terrible I'm using a handheld mic with no stand. And I mean, if I worked really hard, I over enunciated and really powered into it. You might be able to understand. I sound it.
2: like a peanuts parent. We're growing he, up on peanuts peanuts wow, uh, wow, principal wow, 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 wow. yeah the yeah. principal
0: mm. um and when I do games at Penn Hills I'm the DJ and the announcer there I was just the announcer which on the one hand hey you're still paying me and it's easier but on the other hand when it's uh, a quarter ends and I go you're a scorer after one
1: quarter yeah boom there's boom, no boom. synchronicity
0: right well, he just he's playing over top of me yeah and so I'm not getting my stuff out and I turn around and I look at him and um you know and he's just like nodding his head, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever, because again, you can't understand me anyhow, mm-hmm. I don't care, but then for the Penn Hills game, which I got to do, our school, I was in the main gym, and the thing is, like, I pride myself, really, on, I'm trying to think, most things that I do, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like to do a good job, sure. I like to be good at it, yeah. and I feel like I'm pretty good at announcing, um, you are great at announcing, I appreciate it. I've that. heard you, I appreciate that, <laughs> what, football games, yeah, because of, oh, because you've been to the football games. Right. right. Well, I'm just saying, like, sometimes people in the neighborhood are like, yeah, I heard you again because <laughs> it's so loud for football games. But with basketball, like, there are certain things you're not allowed to do. Like, the PIAA says, don't announce. Um, like, you're supposed to not, but you're not supposed to commentate. You're the PA announcer. So don't say, boy, that was a great shot. You can't do that. Okay. And you're not allowed to say how many fouls each player has. But almost every announcer does that. So as I'm sitting there, the scorekeeper keeps telling me, how many fouls it is on that player. And I don't want to be like, well, actually, I got to be, follow the B- rules. The B-I-A-A like. a frowns upon such action. <laughs> um, but then, so I go into the main gym for the big game, and it's the, it's the premier game of the night locally. There was a national game on after us, you know, a team from New Jersey, a team from Brooklyn. And their announcers get me all set up. But the way their setup is, you're not at the scores table right at courtside. You're in the first row of the bleachers. So I have behind me this 65-year-old guy. Now, mind you, I'm sitting in the bleachers. Yeah. So he's sitting in the bleachers right behind me with one leg on one side of me, one leg on the no. other side of me. And every once in a while, his knees are banging into no. like, my, no. my, my backside. No. And he's got three other guys around him. And the thing is, the other team we played was Butler High School, who has a superstar player named Ethan Morton, who is incredible. Six foot five, fast intelligent can shoot can drive he can do all the things it was so annoying how this kid could like comb his hair and they'd be like look at the way he holds that comb look at the way i'm telling you no kid from Penn Hills can hold that comb like that as he's banging my 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 ribs with were his you annoyed and it was hot oh yeah I, see you're joining me in my emotion i you got that might have on been that, annoyed maybe a little perturbed so take it a step further here, ugh. They go through three microphones. The first one dies. They give me a second one. The second one dies. I have to go to a third one. Are, they, t- are they wireless? They're wireless. Cause, yeah, because uh, you're in the stand. Okay. And the, the batteries. Battery, yeah, and yeah. Just different things are yeah. happening and everything. It's, and it, but it's great that I've oh, evolved enough that I just sat there tapping the microphone, even though I know it wasn't good. Like once it died, so that if anybody's looking at me saying, why, why aren't, you aren't you doing, you doing, doing job? this? I can sit here and they'll be like, oh, it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. That sounds and Jane awesome. Mara yeah. was sitting behind me three or four rows behind so, that course, guy with her knees on the other yeah. side of him. So she's just <laughs> texting me the whole time, you know, making fun of me and teasing me <laughs> and all that kind of fun stuff, Aww. lovingly of course, yeah, lovingly, yeah, 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 lovingly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's all that is. So that's what I and I got through it. Although we did lose the game,
2: dude. I feel like that is kind of one of the phases of like when you become better at meeting each other's need, like emotional needs and and comforting in, in different ways. You actually comfort by like anti comforting.
0: Like that's a very that's almost worth a podcast.
2: Yeah, because like we like we're tight, and like we'll be on, you know, we'll be out or we're on vacation or whatever, and we'll talk about a frustrating moment, and then we're, we'll go like in the exact opposite and give things. the worst comfort <laughs> yes. possible. But yeah. it's also the best to alleviate the know, situation because you know, know, it's know meaningful. That, yeah, it's the it's, yeah, just, it's just it's fun, it's yeah.
1: fun. I like that, Brian. Well, what did you eat? Mm-hmm. Uh, everything and nothing, filet mm-hmm. <laughs> mignon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, why are you
0: trying to step on his toes? Um, yeah, everything and nothing. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to give my man Bob Plushkowski some credit. We had a birthday party for Mary Lynn. Yeah, I will not say uh, which one it was, but it was more than 59, less than 61. Um, I'm say the, and I the actually did 31st
2: a, anniversary of her 29th birthday.
0: That's right. And I braised, <laughs> I braised a big old sirloin roast. And it could have used another three to four hours to get where I really wanted it, but it was still fine. Okay. Um, But Bob, her husband, the general, he made these little zucchini boats, uh, so he took out all the seeds, you know, in the soft flesh of the zucchini, yeah, and then filled it with mozzarella and some sausage, Ooh. and then some tomato sauce over it. So you made Did like, you skin the zucchini too? No, he left skin on. Let's, wow. Then just gave it like a quick broil or bake. I don't know what he did. Okay, so at um, least um, because I skin. never do anything okay. Italian anymore because I don't do pasta. So mm-hmm. to have those little zucchini boats that are gluten free and everything else, how's but, that little like the
2: because okay, so wait, wait, it was sausage cheese. And like there was a sauce in yeah. it, like like a regular like tomato pasta, sauce, like pasta sauce. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was lovely. Dude, it was absolutely there's something
2: lovely. about that taste. Like, cause I'm doing like no sugar, no grain right now.
0: There you go, and, zucchini boats. Well, and that's
2: the thing. Like, I want that pizza taste, or like that,
0: just that tomato. Yeah, right. Which also takes me back, but that's another story, from another sausage. time. What but kind of sausage? I you get use? a little burpy when I do uh, tomato yeah. sauce, so I sure. got to be chilly with that. But uh, sure. I don't know. It was a little Italian sausage. Those it little crumbles. <laughs> Yeah, grumbles. But it was it was lovely. That sounds delightful. It really was. I'm gonna get into that. You know what? I wonder what Brian's had to eat because he's been over the world and back. I bet you. I I know what it is.
2: It's well, that exotic uh, California Applebee's.
0: Yes. <laughs> Compared I, I, to with I, the Charleston, I, Applebee's. I will say I've
1: had Applebee's <laughs> several times.
0: That's where business deals get done. <laughs> That's chilies.
1: Baby back ribs. It's um, the new golf course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it was nice to see how easily I re- I was replaced. You know, that's very comforting to know that if I uh, if I take off, then
2: it should be said like we we had a great time with Chris and Chris. I'm did really glad a that Chris filled in. Great job yeah. filling in, and uh, it made me really motivated because you know we, we've been talking, and I really want to get some other people on the show, mm-hmm. and it really added a, a new dynamic, a fresh dynamic right. to the show. Not that we're stale, but like it was it was. Pretty cool, and and mm-hmm. yeah. So
1: missed you. Glad we had Chris. Glad you're back. Glad I'm back too. And um, yeah, I, I just I did a, a lot good of update. I did a lot <laughs> of traveling. Um, I had a, a good time out in California. Um, it's it's always very busy going out there. it's the weather? Constant. It was foggy. Um, oh, I mean, right. oh, that's
2: right. I remember the picture.
1: Pretty much it was it was almost exactly like it was here. Wow, that is because it's Northern California. Yeah, it's like it's about an hour and a half in from San Francisco. Um, It's in it's in a valley. So there's this big valley that goes down the center of California, and it's it's in the valley. And um, don't say valley. It's in it's in the crevice, the bottom of the crevice, and. but yeah i mean it was surprisingly like for the for the uh the mild winter that we're having here and oh. like we've had fog here like remember christmas eve I mean, And it's a good
2: thing i got that snowblower
0: now <laughs>
1: yeah right it's and now's when somebody says oh it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, no you're
2: welcome that we don't have to deal with all that. yeah
1: right but i mean honestly the entire time i was out there i was with john you know he listens to this podcast as What's well up, john? and um we were just like this is weird you know it's, it's really foggy and i was like it's kind of like what pennsylvania's been recently so um i think on the tail end of the trip we got a little bit more sunny but i mean it, it was didn't get higher than 60 and um you know you think california and sunshine and it, it wasn't like that as right
2: because very... like there is the very northern part of california that but probably, i mean it's not it's, even it's, that yeah.
1: far that's that far north it's it's it's, it's like no centralish. It's like in really, the valley, really. Yeah, it's like in the valley, in the, in the middle it, of the. Crevice. I gotta look at the map because yeah.
2: I'm curious to see like where we're the top of California. California lines up with, like our side of
1: the yeah. country. Yeah, but so that was the weather. It was it was not as beautiful as you might think it would be. Yeah, still weather. It was. I mean, I love going to California, um, and the first night we were there, uh, Tuesday last or two Tuesdays and two Tuesday nights ago. Um, my, my friend casey she's my manager um she listens to this as well she invited um, a whole bunch of us over to her house and um we had this really just a really a really good night really nice night in there in her backyard um she's got this really cool setup where, where she has this fence and all these lights around it um it's just it's really nice um we did a fire uh john and i played guitar like we did kind of like not dueling guitars but you know we we, we played off of each other and, and That's awesome. sang and um uh, her husband, uh, Casey's husband, Leroy, made tri-tip. Um, he, he did in Dude, the that's such a Cali
0: thing. tri-tip. It, it was Tip. really good. What I, is, I th- what is tri-tip?
1: Uh, some kind of meat. I have some Looks pictures Looks like a triangle. Yeah, I have some pictures of it, and is I have some like pictures of the spices. Steak?
2: It's beef? It's beef, okay.
1: I have some pictures not, of the spices he used, too.
2: It's not like armadillo. It's
1: beef. No, okay. it's not right. armadillo. <laughs> what spices did he use? I mean, just your typical? Um, onion I can Yeah, I mean, they're this particular brand. There's this particular brand rub. Yeah. Well, wow. whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, that was. I, I think that was one of the highlights of that. Um, just a good night. Just like, a, just a magical being fun at somebody's good house. Good night. Yeah.
2: That's so much better than like going out to the like. Because Applebee's. You know, why are you dissing? No, I was gonna say like the like you'll go to like the hotel or or like the pe- people
0: want you to go out and it's
2: like eh, I just kind of don't want to do that.
0: It's something to be in a house. Yeah. Yeah. That
2: sounds much. Th- more that is comfortable.
0: comfortable. It was classy yet fun. Ooh, yep. classy, though. Classy. Mm-hmm.
2: Very classy.
0: That is not anything anybody has ever said about my house. <laughs> yeah, it's classy. Yeah, it's classy. <laughs> That's good, though.
1: So long story short, that was pretty much California. Um, and then I came back. I got back Saturday night, and I stopped at Permani Brothers on the way home because I was so hungry after my flight. And I do uh, love
0: Permanente Brothers. You're
1: big on restaurant after flight guy. I needed it, man. Like, because well, you get into a couple he, times. You get into Pittsburgh and nothing's open. Like, I usually get in it. You know, it just seems like every time I come home from somewhere, it's 10, 11 o'clock at night, twelve o'clock at night, and I know Permane's is open till two. There's that one out in Moon Township. It's on the way home. I mean, I stopped in and I found myself in the They're middle.
2: like Brian. Well, I, <laughs> I
1: stopped in thinking, all right, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get a Permani Brothers sandwich, and I'm gonna get home because I I want to get home. And um, so I stopped in, and Somehow I stumbled into the middle into the middle of this wedding after party party <laughs> that, that poured over into Hermandy Brothers. <laughs> That's amazing. And so I'm sitting at the bar. I'm having a beer. They, I'd ordered my food, and like there's just there's <laughs> there's all these people just like hovering around me and coming up to me. And like all I want to do is get my food yes. and get out of there. And yes. this one dude, this he was just annihilated. He pulls up. He sits right next to me. He's like, hey you got any coke
0: (laughs) no no out of the clear blue
1: he's like you got any coke i was like sorry bro i fresh fresh out of the coke just um, got off the plane he's like you look uh, like an honest guy and do you want to dance like do you want to get up and dance and i i don't think he was hitting on me if he was whatever eh, feather in your cap but it just seemed like the more the night went on the more i'm just like and, and and then my food just didn't come and my food wasn't coming, and so, and this this poor bartender, she's trying to take care of all these like just annihilated people. Yeah. And so finally, after an hour, I'm like, "Excuse me, excuse me." An hour. It was like it was like forty five minutes maybe. Still, I was like, "Excuse I mean,
2: me." Even at like because it's a per sandwich does not. It take doesn't long take that my, long. Like at twenty minutes, I'm... Um, um yeah yeah
1: well you know i'm I'm having a beer i'm just like looking around at all these people i want to eat but you're looking for coke trying to help the guy out (laughs)
0: does (laughs) anybody have something
1: i don't have anybody on speed dial sir (laughs) sorry let me go find somebody for you below.com but um so after a while yeah i probably shouldn't look that up same um so it's a term for coke you may not understand that uh, i i I get it you gotta be a culture a name for a lot of things but like as you do
2: good the wind (laughs) There, there the way
1: comes. the wind um oh welcome nervous nelly just rolled in <laughs> <laughs> so finally i get the bartender's attention i'm like am i gonna get my sandwich she's like she totally forgot totally forgot to put it in so you got it for free i did get it for free that's, that's what i'm yes. talking oh, no. about i got yeah. that for free and i got and a beer you got for free a story and a beer for free yes so oh, man beer for free got home rare. a little bit later than i wanted to beer. but i was fat and happy and um and your wallet was just as heavy it was. That's awesome. It was. So then I was home on Sunday and turned around and worked half a day Monday, drove down to West Virginia, about yeah. four hours, um, down to Nitro, West Virginia. Nitro.
0: How do I know two people who have business in Nitro, West Virginia?
1: I don't know. They used to make nitroglycerin there. So there.
0: Oh, so do you. It must, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Freedom Industries. Yeah. Hmm. The, the, literally, I the didn't two see businesses
1: them. in Nitro. Yes. Tyler Mountain Water and Freedom Industries. That's right so yeah i was down there for a couple of days
2: it sounds like something kramer would make up freedom industries right for <laughs> america you know like yes, freedom like,
1: industries vandalay <laughs> yeah freedom
2: <laughs> art vandalay
1: and that's where i got my best of applebee's um down there, there. i ate applebee's one two nights in a row and then on the way back i taking the uh, safe bet versus yeah. like rosie's roadhouse yeah, yeah well they, they did take me uh, <laughs> and, what, and tanning salon <laughs> For one of the lunch, one of the lunch, <laughs> uh, one of the one of the days we went to lunch, they took me to something called Tudors, T U D O R S. thought it he, sounds very British. I thought he was saying two doors, mm. or Tudors, two doors. Sure. And initially, I thought he said Hooters. He's like, "You ever been to Tudors?" And I was like, "Hooters, yes, I've been to Hooters." And but it was Tudors, and basically, like, it's uh, I don't know, it's just like down home, like fat, like you go and you get like biscuits and gravy or you know, meatloaf right. and stuff like that. Um, but on the way back, on the way back from West Virginia... No, I, wait, I, was it good? I, it was okay. It was heavy. It was yeah, really heavy. A little heavy. Yeah, no, it was no, really... Re- no uh, relief, no acid coming through with some pickled onions or mm-hmm. anything in there or no. uh, bright Scotia lemon. No, oh. nothing like that. It was very, very heavy. So, But on the way back, on I rented a car. It was actually great. I got to rent a car. Um, but on the way back, I... It was a tough drive back because it was pouring down rain, like yeah. pouring down rain, that's and it was foggy. And I got as far as, like, the Meadowlands yeah. um, and stopped at Primanti. <laughs> of course you did. I was,
0: I was going to make the joke, but I thought that's probably true. Yeah, I, stopped they were like,
1: Brian! I stopped at Permane's again. Uh, different Permane's, but, you know, same same chain. Uh, but, but the then, same woman was working there. The-
2: no.
1: But then I got home, and what last Wednesday night, and it, I was just so unbelievably empty. Just so mm. tired. And... um. It took me a couple of days to recover, and then I got kind of a cold at the beginning of this week. And, you know, it's just, it's, it was a lot. You know, it was a lot in two sure. weeks. I was glad to be home. Now i have you know, kind of back, glad I'm back in the saddle, and I'm really glad I'm here. And, you know, it's one of these things where you, you kind of get out of your routine maybe a little bit longer than normal. Like, normally when I go away, you know, it's, it's a couple of days, and, and I can come back and it's, you know, it's fine. But this was a little bit longer than normal. And um, I was just really glad to be back and, and realized how much I, you know, I, I, I value what we do here too you know so yeah those are my adventures
2: there's some vendors that that we've had and some of the people that you know work work with us they travel so much and i'm just like, i just don't know how you do it like just they're you know and they have families like the yeah. one guy we he had five kids mm-hmm. and uh well, that's why well right i mean you know it's motivation but uh, what movie is no that? i meant he's trying got, to stay away i got five kids to feed what movie is that okay total recall movie. princess I, brad <laughs> rocky um but yeah it's just, it's lonely on the road yeah or on the plane
1: yeah i mean and i'm out in california with a bunch of you know people i like and friends and and we went bowling on friday night and huh. you know that that it was fun i mean it, don't get me right it was a really good time and I, I really genuinely you know like seeing all those people and um you know once a year they bring us in and everybody just kind of gets on the same page and you know you work and you play and um, some of the nights we might've played a little bit harder than, you know, we should have, but, sure. um, it was, it was fun. And, but then the West Virginia part was just, you know, that was, sure. that was
0: work. That was, <laughs> that
1: was, you know, that I felt very alone, um, going down there and then, and then, um, you know, just turning around and coming back. It was, you know, that was, that was a tough, one. but yeah, I don't know how people do it yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. I get on the road and like for the first day, I'm like, this is great. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, eh, Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm ready to. I'm ready
0: to go to Permanent Brothers and get back home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not in that order. Get back home and get to Permane Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're in Washington. You? Sorry if I hurt your feelings. You know, if you get a hurt feeling, yeah. where does it go? Where does it go is the point. And we've been talking the last couple of weeks are what emotional needs are. Uh, somebody says, you know, well that hurt my feelings. Well, what feeling? What emotion was it? Because a hurt is an emotional need not met or taken from you by thieves, by people close to you, and by strangers, and by anybody, or the lack of anybody. Um, And so what we want to do tonight is take a look at where those hurts go. Because they go one of four places. And if we don't understand that, then we're certainly not going to be any good at joining somebody else. um, But we also need to understand it simply for ourselves. So if you have A uh, a hurt, which is an emotional need not met or taken from you. And this is, we're going to do basically an overview tonight. In episodes, I believe it's four, five, six, and seven, we went over this uh, in detail. Foundational stuff. Exactly. But we're reviewing it because a lot of people have joined us along the way. Yeah. Um, So the first place that an emotional need, excuse me, a hurt will go is to anger. And for those of you who are, Uh, for lack of a better term, faith or religious folks, it's the only emotional uh, response to a hurt that is not a sin per se. You know, It's the one that Jesus had. Jesus got angry. The Bible says, in your anger, do not sin. But in and of itself, it's not a sin. Um, But imagine, if you will, that I came up and slapped you in the face. You might feel angry. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Eric's already angry, and I haven't even done it. And that
1: is taking the emotional need of security away from him. Mm-hmm. So he, when, he, when he's, he's at the mall watching this eight-year-old kid come up and handle Maggie. Wonderful example. He gets angry because he feels insecure. He might be angry. Mm-hmm. He might be angry. Not because, because the security is he's taken from he's him. He's admitting he's angry. <laughs> that's pretty angry. Yeah. Okay, so he is angry. <laughs> he's admitting he's angry. <laughs> right. So that's security being taken from him by this eight-year-old kid. Right. But does, shouldn't he be better than that? Oh, that's a great point. Well, and it was also... Res- my, 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 it hurt my respect. <laughs> um, it hurt your respect because I'm the kid was not listening to you. I'm an elder, I'm you. a parent, right? and he right. wasn't
2: listening to me.
0: So.
1: Which makes you angry, though.
2: Yes, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But so we're going to run with this yeah.
1: example for the rest
0: of this uh... segment. Me at the <laughs> playground? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's totally fine. <laughs> um, because That's a great example. Because, because Real life. Right. Because the kid took away your need for security. An eight-year-old. But didn't give you... Respect, right? So it's both. Gotcha. You brought up another whole topic, which is probably for another podcast. Aren't? Can't you be better than that? Right? You shouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going there. Yeah. Let's just go with the premise of we actually do have emotions, mm-hmm. and what? we do feel the way that we do. So why we have this podcast. That's right. Um, so that is the good example in the uh, micro sense. Yeah. And what I mean by that is each individual hurt goes somewhere. Yeah. But what happens on a macro sense is that these hurts. Uh, they combine. And so imagine a child that's raised in a uh, volatile household where mom and dad are always fighting. And, hey, so this kid who tried to help Maggie didn't listen to you, took your security, and didn't meet your need for respect. Yep. His name's Wally for the rest of this podcast. Little known fact. Too to nice me. of a name. Better. Okay, give him a different name. Declan. <laughs> that came real quick Declan Declan. oh Declan yes Declan okay (laughs) so Declan I did some research and I found Declan and it turns out he lives uh in Turtle Creek uh and his mother has an abusive boyfriend and they fight all the time so it turns out Every night he's got to see this terrible situation and he has no security at home and no affection at home. And he is hurt constantly And his hurt on a macro level resides in anger. One can imagine this kid's going to be a pretty angry kid when he sees anger around him all the time. Yeah. And that's where all his hurts go. So that's the macro viewpoint on the combination of hurts, Mm. not just the single hurt that you experienced that one time. Yeah. Now, As we go through this, and for those of you listening, realize that you're going to identify with one of these four more than the others. Right. So the next place a hurt can go would be um, to fear. So here is Eric, and Declan comes up, and he's not paying attention, and here is his need for security. So now, guess what? A few minutes later, another child just happens to walk by Maggie. Maggie. And Eric very well might go, get away, get away, get away from my daughter. Because now he's full of fear that what? It's going to happen again. Right. He is afraid that that hurt is going to be revisited. Yeah. And it could even be different that Amy walks up and says, hey, what's going on with Maggie? Because you've been hurt in the, regar- in the need of respect from Declan, you're now going to go, oh, I'm sorry. You, you don't respect what I'm doing. You know. You're afraid that she thinks... She, are you that she's not going to respect you as well? Yeah. Again, poor Declan, hanging out down there, Larimer Avenue and Boulevard um, in Turtle Creek, down by the Triborough. Every night when he hears the screaming and yelling, what does he think? I'm afraid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it could go to fear. Yeah. For poor little Declan. You're like, can I just tell you? I don't like the fact we're making Declan out to be the victim here. No, <laughs> I'm. No, I. I'm, <laughs> no, I well, I've done this before. It's not my first rodeo. But there's <laughs> something I want to tell you off air after
2: this. Well, then you can't do that to the listeners. Nah, I, I, I'm, t- I'm totally doing it. Oh, You can ask me later in person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, so if it doesn't go to anger, it might go to fear. The next one is it can go to guilt. And so Eric's watching Maggie, and then this kid comes up, and you know he doesn't listen to Eric, then... He also doesn't respect Eric, and Eric goes, well, you know what? I should have prepped this better. I I should have handled this better. It's really my fault. It's my mm. fault. Who am I to expect this little kid? He probably has a tough life. He probably lives in Turtle Creek, you know. And I'm the one. I should have been bigger about this, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't even have the. I should be better. Brian this is told how, this me this is how you handle it. I should feel better about this, and I shouldn't have these emotions. Yeah. So I, I don't even deserve to be respected because I'm a terrible dad. I, I I should be doing something else, reading a book to her. I shouldn't be just pawning her off on this playground. I feel terrible. Not me. No, that's <laughs> not, not, me. not you. That's <laughs> not, not, not you. the emotions
2: I was feeling at that moment.
0: And then mm-hmm. down in poor Turtle Creek, Declan is thinking, boy, if I wasn't such a bad kid, my mom would be a lot better off and, and, and her boyfriend wouldn't fight with her and all that kind of fun stuff. And then lastly is this is the most complicated one because I don't know that people understand it entirely. And that is self-condemnation. And that is instead of whereas guilt is it's my fault my needs didn't get met. Self-condemnation is, I don't deserve at all to have my needs met. Not that you caused a reason for it to not get met. You're just not even worthy of having your needs met. And so in that situation at the mall, if you go to self-condemnation, you're like, well, of course I'm a terrible parent. Of course this kid would just run all over me and not listen to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not a good parent. I'm not a good adult. I'm not a good anything. So that's why it happens. And I'm sure Maggie's going to get hurt because I'm not a very good parent. It's very woe is me and very... I'm just not very good at what I do, and I'm not a very good person. That's very much where Declan may end up, because he's like, well, I'm just not the kind of kid that gets to have good parents. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't, I don't. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work for me that way. Yeah. Um. And so it can go any of those four places. Um. What it's supposed, what we're supposed to have, eh, we'll talk about that another time. But we may have a little bit of one and a lot of the other, or just really all of one. But it's predominantly. You're going to find yourself residing in one of those places. So if you sit there and you wonder in your own life, why do I get so angry? Why do I get so angry? Because that's where your hurts go. Yeah. You know, I walked around life with a good bit of a guilty conscience, but a whole lot more self condemnation Mm. as life went on. You know, that's where I didn't. I wasn't very angry. You know, I wasn't really fearful because I. You know, for me, I I I reside much more in the self condemnation. So it's not like I don't fear my needs not being met. Because I'm such a loser, of course they're not going to be bad. Mm. Right. You know, and so they kind of sometimes will pair up. You know, guilt and self condemnation will pair up. You might have a little bit of that or fear and anger, you know, because you're angry, but then you're afraid it's going to happen again. And then you get angry and it can loop in that regard. But you typically reside in more than one than the other. And the only way to solve it is by having somebody comfort you on those hurts. You can't reason away the hurts. You can't say don't feel those hurts, as Brian just alluded to on purpose. Um, But to have somebody join you in those emotions. So like tonight, talking to Eric, the next time he tells this story of Maggie and that kid, Declan, at the mall, he's going to remember us using this example and joining him and saying how hot our ears got and talking about the cubbies with the stupid shoes and people not taking (laughs) them off. And he's like, they understood it. And so we've attached comfort to those hurts which we'll talk about on another podcast extensively, Um, that's the only way to help
1: us deal with where those hurts go. Yeah. So this kid, Declan. Yes. He is hovering over. I'm just, and I want to try to understand this from his perspective. He's eight, right? But he still has emotions. He still has things that are happening. And so he's, Insistent upon doing this with Maggie and, and hovering over her, and and in his mind probably trying to comfort her. Oh, he's trying to help. Yeah, you know, help more than comfort, right? Help, yeah, help her play that, in the yes, playground. that's what that's yeah, that's what I mean. He's, or protect, he's, protect her, whatever he's trying to do with her. Uh, you know, is is he too young to have these kind of is is that an outpouring of of hurts and emotional needs from him, even at that young age? And if so, what would like, why would he be doing that? It's a great question. Do you have an answer? No.
2: <laughs> and the answer is absolutely. It's well, all, I was going to say yes, but I, I'm about, not sure.
0: Like... Well, sure, it's all about the emotion. So let's look okay, at and continue to run with this example. But
2: I don't know how that ties with, like, Declan's actions of, like, wanting to help out with Maggie,
0: which is, I believe, is that what you're well, That's where we're going to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Told, but that's what you're asking. No, I don't right, know right. Declan. right? Declan from Turtle Creek. Declan from Turtle Creek. You're on line number two. <laughs> yeah. Um. But given the same situation I have given you. So let's assume Declan got dropped off by mom. Mom went shopping. So Declan's not even being washed. He's eight years old. Yeah. So he's got this huge need for security in his life. So what is he going to do? Nobody's meeting that need. So he's going to go ahead and do what? We give people what we want to receive. Right. So the person that wants a hug, what do they (laughs) do? I totally
2: forgot about that aspect. Sorry.
0: The person that wants a hug, what do they do? They hug somebody else. They hug somebody else. Right. And if you're hugging somebody who doesn't want to be hugged, boy, that's just that hollow feeling. Yeah. So he has a high need for security and probably affection. So mm. what's he gonna do? He's gonna go give that right. to somebody lesser than him, just like he wishes they would do for him. Right. That somebody would come into his world mm. that <laughs> I'm gonna be a real big jerk. <laughs> that if just like some other dad would just come alongside him <laughs> in this moment. No, nope. nope, not, not me. this dad. Not me. <laughs> but so, he's going to try to meet his own need, which is what happens when our needs aren't met. We take that to meet those needs. Yeah. We take it from other people. So, yeah, that's definitely that motivation for that. Why do little kids hit? Because they've been hit. Why mm-hmm. do kids swear? Because they've, you know, so there's a lot of mimicking as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, at all ages. Mm -hmm. You know, why does this baby cry a lot? Well, this one maybe needs attention. That one doesn't need attention. Maybe this one needs, like you said, Maggie doesn't like to have her hand held. She does not. Not a high need for affection. It kills me. (laughs) (laughs) It
2: does, because I'm like a. It's
0: cuddle with daddy. Yeah, like
2: foot in the throat. Yeah, she's (laughs) like, no way,
0: my man. (laughs) Right. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Declan, Eric, to a degree, they could all do better. That's true. That's
2: true. I wonder what, his, what if his real name was, Declan.
1: Probably. <laughs> so at this point, you, we that do came, that came out pretty quickly. Declan, you like it's spat. kind of
2: it, well, it's kind of the name that Amy and I have for like kids that are like little jerks. <laughs>
1: Declan, sorry
2: for
0: any Declans out there. Yeah. Um, Who have we offended? So I would like to go first because I'm going twice tonight. Are you doing the? Nope. All right, I'll do the. I'll do I'm the... doing one. We do do better. Yeah, but we also do can't do better. Yes. And every once in a while, we have one like I have right here. Oh, boy. I don't know which it is. Okay. Could be do better. Could be can't do better. Dateline. West Palm Beach. Florida. No Florida. Way. Doctors told a Florida woman she had a better chance of winning the lottery than of giving birth to two sets of twins in the same year. Oh, that's great. But Alexandria Wollaston said she won the jackpot with the births of Mark and Malachi in March and Kalen and Caleb in December. And she won the lottery. So there's the old Irish twins is the old phrase. Yeah. (laughs) When you have two kids born in the same calendar year. Whoa. Two sets of twins. Wow. Two sets of twins. So they went into 2019 with no kids. Right. They rolled out with four. 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 And they're not and they're not The tired mom says her three-year-old daughter helped her prepare. Oh, okay, so never mind. So that she walked in with one kid, rolled out with five kids. You
2: know, that kid's like, what are we doing? I
0: cease to exist. Let's just be honest. (laughs) Yeah. You do. Talk about emotional needs. When my mother said to (laughs) to Mary Lynn when she was four and the oldest of – so no, when she was six and the oldest of four kids, Mary Lynn, you are not a child. (laughs)
1: That's six.
0: (laughs) So – yeah, I don't know if that's can't do better or do better, but uh, that's wow. I would say we can go with a lot of emotional needs she probably has at this point. There's going to be a
1: lot of things happening. I think she
0: needs some support, probably yeah. needs some encouragement. Yeah. Let's uh let's hold off on the affection. <laughs> right. right. just give, right.
1: It a, give it a small break.
2: Um as we love, we love when people send in can't do betters or can't, or do betters and and also emails and and feedback and and all that kind of stuff and um, one of our frequent listeners, Sally, sent in a Sal. story this week. This is a man, this one says
0: This is a definitely a do better.
2: <laughs> this is a do better. <laughs> this is not any borderline. Struggling Minnesota church asks older members to stay away so young people will come. Yeah. Um, so a church in Minnesota that has been struggling to stay afloat in recent years is undergoing a relaunching, quote unquote, later this year. An effort. To an effort which consists in part of asking older members of the church to stay away so that the congregation can attract a younger base. The College Grove branch of the Grove United Methodist Church in College Grove, Minnesota, will quote-unquote restart near the end of the year an effort to reverse declining attendance and finances. Part of that process has reportedly involved involved asking elderly congregants to attend another Grove United Methodist church in a nearby Woodbury. Lead pastor Dan Wetterstrom did not deny these claims in an interview with the Associated Press. We are asking them to let this happen. Wetterstrom said, For this is to be truly new, we can't have the core group of 30 people they can come to Woodbury during this phase. One church member called it age discrimination. One family with young children said it hated the plan and vowed to leave the congregation if it were put into place, according to the Associated Press.
0: So you got 30 people left in your church. Oh, man, this makes me so sad. And your idea is you guys shouldn't come here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, and-, and so people are going to walk into a church of 10. Right. And go. Well, this is a young church. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so.
1: Well, no, because they have a marketing specialist that's around them. That he's he's a thirty-year-old guy, and, and this this was I don't know if it was in the article. It was not I, in this version. There was either. a different there was a different article. But he's this thirty-year-old, you know, church specialist guy. He and his family moved to this area to to do this launch, this relaunch. So they're going to do all the marketing stuff. They're going to have this, the smoke machines. They're going to do all the things that you do to get this crowd. Into the church, you know, and they're going to have a hundred people there, and then you know they're going to they're going to gentrify it. I mean, it's gentrification of a church. That's what it is. Look, there's a couple of thoughts I have.
2: One, this is why people hate Christians. Like this is this is like one of the reasons why. Like we say we're all accepting. We say you know, and then we do something like this, and it's like, well,
0: the Bible's pretty clear that you can ignore the old people. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, well and
2: maybe that's, not. So that's my second point. Is we and this is what i posted on the you know along these lines to sally and like i do feel like i'm putting my old man hat on here but like so much of today is like we gotta listen to the younger people we gotta listen to you know the kids and the youth and you know they have all these you know great ideas and i'm not saying kids don't have great ideas I'm not saying that the younger generation I mean, look at her. Well, and I'm not saying younger generations don't have a beneficial perspective on things. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that I don't hear about people listening to elders that ha- actually have applied knowledge and wisdom and you know, they've been further down the road than than other people. And I feel like just us as a culture like we don't talk about listening and uh, to those people and what their opinions are it's all about this you know younger generation what do they want and yeah it's just you know one of those things that i'm like come on like we can learn i've learned so much from people that are you know you guys are both you know a little older than i am and just you know but you guys are a little further down the road like you have kids that are older. I've, I've sought you out for advice for being a new parent. To, you know? to that
0: end, I agree very much. And one of the reasons why in our, in our church we don't have the seniors group, the 40-something group, the 20s group, because I hope that the groups all yeah. cross over because you can learn a whole lot from an 85-year-old, and an 85-year-old can learn from a 30-year-old and vice versa and back and forth. Yeah. If I wanted to be a crass pastor, I would say... Why would you tell them not to come back? Just make your changes. They're not going
1: to come back. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that. Right. So they can do better. They can do better. Can't can't do better. Um, People are finding one final image of a deceased loved one thanks to Google Maps Street View. This is a good one. When you lose a loved one, sometimes the best way to keep the memories close is to revisit old photos. That's exactly what hundreds of people on social media are doing right now thanks to Google Maps. Google Maps Street View is an online portrait of the world through millions of panoramic photos taken by Google Street View cars or contributors. Leslie Barraza told CNN she had no idea about the conversation she was about to start when she posted a 13-second screen recording of her using Google Maps Street View to find her deceased grandfather's farm in Durango, Mexico. Leslie said her sister was showing her the streets of her grandfather, Carlos Barraza's farm, and after a few taps at the end of the road, they found him sitting outside his home. And uh, let me read more. Uh, her grandfather passed away two years ago, and Baraza says she wasn't able to say a final goodbye or tell him how much she loved him. My grandfather was a rock in my family, she said. He was the only father figure in my life, and to see him one last time gave me such a sense of comfort. And so, she basically started this tweet, which started this this kind of a little bit of a movement of people chiming in and saying, "Yeah, I found you know my grandma in her in her lounge chair." And I mean, they're not dead in the right, picture. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like they're this. It's just them going back in time and seeing them in some of those familiar places and it, you know it's bringing these people comfort and then out of that they've you know formed groups on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that so I wow, just thought it was one of these things cool. yeah you know it's 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 a way for them to comfort each other in a very similar kind of a loss or you know or painful situation and um big brother doing something right doing something right inadvertently <laughs> probably but yeah that's something right. right
2: people did something
1: good yes that's awesome exactly oh, you can do better
0: I don't know that you can do better, is what I said, right? At least not tonight. I'm sure you can, but... Dateline. I don't know where. Since the beginning of the school year, Josette Duran has kept an unusual morning routine at the request of her son, Dylan. Every day, she packs him a lunch of two sandwiches, two bags of chips, two drinks, and two servings of fruit. At first, Duran thought her son had perhaps hit another growth spurt and needed double the fuel. She finally asked him if he was getting enough to eat and received a surprising answer about why Dylan needed the extra food. Quote, it's for this boy. He only eats a fruit cup for lunch. Duran shared her son's response in an inspiring Facebook post. Can you make him lunch too? I don't think he has lunch money, his, her son said. So this lady begins to, uh, well, it says, it turns out that Dylan had befriended a classmate whose family really needed the help. The boy's single mother had recently lost her job mm-hmm. and could no longer to afford to buy school lunches. After learning this, Duran was even more eager to help out the mother because she herself could emphasize with the situation. This hits home to me, she said, because a few years ago, me and my son, with all due respect, my son, my and, son I and I were <laughs> homeless. Duran uh, told KOAT News, I was living in my car and washing them in bathrooms and Ugh. we didn't have food. Now they've overcome their hardship. They were in a stable place. Duran wanted nothing more than to reach out and help others in need. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. And then it says the kindness and compassion doesn't stop there. The efforts made by Duran, who is also the coach of the local girls' volleyball team. Volleyball coaches are the best of (laughs) people, except for everyone I go against. Anyhow, <laughs> it didn't go unnoticed. Her players uh raised four hundred dollars to give to Coach Duran to cover the cost of all the extra lunches. Wow! She of course refused it, gave it to the school to pay for unpaid lunches. Wow! Wow! So now every kid Can't gets to eat. Can't do better. Can't do better. Talk Dude. about that taking your hurts and using it to love and serve others. I
2: yeah. And, to and keep I people just...
0: from feeling alone. And she, the other mom called her and said, I want to pay you back. And she said, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, and, they, and that formed a relationship there. Man, see wow. how that works? And so when that's she was awesome. sitting there washing her poor kid, Dylan, in a bathroom you know, and living out of her car, and she's probably wondering, why is this happening to me? Yeah. What am I supposed to do
1: with this? Mm-hmm. Well, just wait and see. Wow. Can't do better. Can't do better. That, I love that. It's just, a great story. Man, it's awesome. And with that, we've reached the conclusion of this week's show, episode 60- of lunchtime in Rome, where do Hertz go? We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you've got value from it. Um, we ask again that you would please join us um, at Facebook um, and Twitter and all those things. You can find everything at lunchtimeinrome.com. Again, please go back and look at those episodes that Jay referenced early on. You know, episode four, five, six, seven, whatever it's going to be. Sound quality may
0: not be the same.
1: <laughs> we were getting we were getting close, but yeah, it might be a little bit different to listen to um but yeah there's some good foundational stuff there without further ado thanks for being here brian
2: bye